Welcome to the Choose Life Radio Network. Your host is Jill Taylor. Every week we bring you a candid conversation with someone who's making a difference for the cause of life. And now here's Jill to introduce today's guest on Choose Life Radio. Having twins, how exciting, unless... Welcome to Choose Life Radio. I'm Jill Taylor, your host, and our guest today is Chrissy Stanley. Chrissy, welcome to Choose Life Radio. Thank you so much, and thank you for having me. Well, it's a joy to have you. You've got quite a special story, and I'd love it if you'd start by just uh, telling us how incredibly sweet your family was as you were growing up, how close-knit, how you spent so much time together at church. Kind of give us some a feel for your home when you were young. I grew up in a small town outside of Detroit, so it's actually called Fort Huron, Michigan. My father was the choir director for the adult choir. I was the junior choir director for anyone ages 4 to 13. So every Sunday, we had two Sunday schools. We actually, when my parents got married, we would still attend my father's home church and my mother's home church. So I'd go to Sunday school at dad's church in the morning. We would transition and go to Sunday school at mom's church and then have church service there. Every Wednesday, we were at choir rehearsal, sometimes on Saturdays at church. So we spent a lot of time at church uh, with our church family. I had two sisters, one brother. They're all older than me. We grew up pretty close. I had a really good upbringing. I was very blessed. That sounds very warm and and congenial. Tell me how uh, your story changed a little bit. For the most part, I was a good kid. I graduated high school, went to the local community college. I worked two part-time jobs. I still attended church. Um, I was also volunteering for other things like potluck revivals, church picnics. It started to change when I felt like I had a little bit more responsibility. And then other things began to kind of interfere with my time with friends. And so out of the three jobs, um, I I decided at the time that I was going to let one go. And I think it kind of put me in a position where I was distancing myself from church for one additional day out of the week to allow myself personal space at this point. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So after a lot of thinking, when I was 19 years old, I decided that uh, I was going to go ahead and, and spend a little more time with friends and focus on activities through the school and through the college. And then in the meantime, I found a nice boy that I thought that we were going to spend forever together. Were you at a Christian college? or I was just at my local community college um, in my hometown, Clare County Community College. Okay, so you were within the range of your parents where they lived, and so you met this guy. Did you take him Mm -hmm. right home to your mom and dad to meet them? Absolutely not. (laughs) So with my older brothers and sisters, I learned that you get some boyfriends and girlfriends and you probably don't bring them home. (laughs) So I wanted to make sure everything was going to be okay with me, honestly, before I introduced them to my family, even Mm -hmm. my brothers and sisters, I didn't bring him around at first. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we started getting pretty close and we actually started talking about the future. And so I honestly felt like, like I said, this was someone that I was going to spend the rest of my life with. He enrolled in school at the time, and we were on the right track for a while. Hmm. That for a while. Then what took place, Chrissy? Then, almost 
through our sophomore year in college, I found out that I was pregnant. So a lot took place, yeah. Go ahead and finish this segment. I want to kind of pull together something. So go ahead. What happened when you got pregnant? I actually found out that I was pregnant, and I approached my boyfriend at the time to tell him. And immediately, he tried to comfort me and said, it's okay. We don't have to have the baby now. I want us to be able to finish school. I want us to be able to have our wedding, get married, and then start our life. And at that point, he referred to it as our adult life. And that began to put a little tension between us. Mm -hmm. He mentioned abortion on more than one occasion. Every time I would say, I'm feeling sick, or I would talk about a baby. Um, And I was really confused because all of the conversations about getting married and having children that we had seemed so positive. And at this point, it was seeming like a burden or very negative. So he kept bringing up abortion. And I was doing some research. I was looking online at different options and trying to figure out what would be best for us. And I found a place online. I tell people all the time, you never know how your website can pull people in. And I found a website in their tagline mentioned prayer. And so that immediately made me feel comfortable. Hmm. Um, it said, if you need prayer, if you need help, if you need guidance for your situation, we're here to pray with you. We're here to, for you to make the best decision for yourself. And so I contacted this place. It was a pregnancy service center. And they said, well, just come on in, you know, just come on in. Well, we'll have a conversation. It'll just be a conversation. We'll talk to you, see how you're feeling, see how you're thinking, and then and bring your boyfriend, too, at the time. And I was like, okay. Okay, I'm going to stop you there because I want, before we go too far, I want to make a point for the Christians who are tight in their family. They go to church regularly. The kids are in Sunday school. The kids are working with choirs. They're singing. But the parents are not really talking about the outside world and about what you're going to face when you go to a community college or when you go to a university that it doesn't matter really whether it's a Christian university or a regular university, you still Mm -hmm. find a lot, a lot of temptation there and a totally different lifestyle. So when you didn't confide in your parents about this young man, was that because you were afraid they wouldn't approve of him? No. I think it was, I'm out on my own for the first time. I think, honestly, um, and I use this as as a way to explain it, oftentimes young and dumb. It was a lot of temptation. It It was a lot of, I haven't been an adult before, so I'm going to try to make decisions on my own, the best that I know how. And at the time, the best that I know how was, what is gonna work best for me? And so some of those decisions, now that I look back on them, clearly were not the best. I think that's the biggest thing for me. So with us in our family, and this is something my mom giggles at all the time, I was always a talker. And we actually had what we called speak what's on your mind. So my mom never had a barrier for us. There was never fear between us and and our our parents. They allowed us one night a week, actually it was Sunday night, right before bed, right before we were all getting ready to, you know, prepare for our weeks after church. And we would all get to come down to the living room. And I was the youngest. And so I'd, I would yell kind of to everybody, hey, guys, it's 
speak what's on your mind. And so we could all talk to each other and we could all go back and forth. If my sister did something that made me mad earlier in the week and I hadn't addressed it, we were allowed to tell each other how we felt. When I say I was blessed, I was blessed because growing up and hearing some of the things that (laughs) some of my friends have had gone through, especially in college, some people said, you know, I, I don't like my mom. I don't care for my mom. I despise the word hate, but I also heard a lot of people say I hate my parents in the way that I grew up. That was not the case with me. Mm-hmm. But what I did want to do was make them proud. So I think trying to make my adult decisions, I did not go to them for advice. and I did not talk to them about it because I think more of I want to make them proud with the decisions that I'm making. Mm. Tell us a little more, then. You went to the pregnancy center that you were close to, and they invited you in. So how did that conversation go? So they invited us in, and the first thing that I can remember was they answered the door. I was terrified. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I said, I don't know what he's going to say. I don't know what's going to happen. And the lady that answered the door just immediately grabbed my hands and looked me in my eyes, and it just felt so warm and inviting like how when I go to my grandmother's house and she, my grandmother grabs us and just, hey, precious, that's what she calls all of us. Oh. And so I felt that warmth. And the first thing she asked was, can I pray with you? Now, since I had been away to college, I prayed on my own. I said blessings before meals. I prayed before bed. But I hadn't prayed openly with anyone since I left the church. Mm. And so that meant so much to me at that point. Um, We're going to take a quick break before we hear the rest of this story. And uh, as Chrissy has already mentioned, a pregnancy center close to her where she really found someone who cared and was kind and listened and gave her advice. We're going to hear more about that on the other side, but I just really want you to think about, is there a pregnancy center close to you? Is there someone that you could be helping as a volunteer or even giving funds to that ministry? It is a ministry, and it is a great way to hear what God has to say over us and when he showers us with his love. All right, we're going to take a quick break, Chrissy, and come right back to Choose Life Radio. Thanks for joining us today for the conversation here on Choose Life Radio. We are a listener-supported ministry. Your tax-deductible gift today helps educate hearts and minds on God's wondrous provision of life. If you'd like to send a generous gift and help us continue broadcasting on this station, you can visit our website, chooseliferadio.com. Click on the Donate button and follow the directions. You can give online, or if you're more comfortable, simply mail us a check. Our P.O. box is listed on the website. Choose Life Radio focuses on the sanctity of human life from conception. And your kind and generous gift today, well, it makes this broadcast a reality. When you make your gift, please indicate the call letters of this station. And while you're visiting ChooseLifeRadio.com, we'd love to hear from you in other ways. You can email Jill directly or connect through social media. And remember, all of our past broadcasts are available to you as podcasts in our archive section. So visit today, ChooseLifeRadio.com. 
Welcome back to Choose Life Radio. I'm Jill Taylor, your host, and we're in the midst of a very good conversation with Chrissy Stanley out of Florida. But if you've missed that first half, I think you really need to hear it because it will set you up for getting to understand this next part. So go to our website, chooseliferadio.com. That's just as easy as can be, chooseliferadio.com. And our podcasts are there, not only of this beautiful interview we're having with Chrissy, but of lots of other wonderful stories. So we encourage you to do that. Chrissy, welcome back. We're glad you're with us today. Continue your story about going to this pregnancy center and your boyfriend was with you. Is that correct? He was with me. He was actually very reluctant to go. But when we got there, it was so warm and inviting. She grabbed my hand and she asked if she could pray. And I said, yeah. And he didn't grow up in a household like mine, I think, which was another reason it was very different for me. So I was attracted to that. So we bowed our heads and we prayed. And she made me immediately feel comfortable and welcomed and loved. And I knew that this was a place that, you know, if I was talking about what what my next steps are in life, this is a place that I want to be involved in, in, in my next step and helping me. So we had the appointment. She said, well, first, let's find out if you're pregnant. And so I kind of giggled a little bit, and I said, well, I've already done that. And she said, well, let's, let's take a pregnancy test, and let's see how this, what it says. And if you don't mind, we'll talk about things after that. So I said, okay. So I went and took the pregnancy test. I came back in the room, and she said, well, you're pregnant. What do you want to do? <laughs> like I said, I think I know that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <I'm> pretty sure. <laughs> so she said, well, what do you want to do? I looked down at the ground because I didn't know what to say in front of him. And he immediately said, well, we've decided that we would like to figure out the cost of an abortion. And we would like to see if you guys have that information for us. And she looked at me. She just bypassed what he said. And it was kind of a little, "Mm -hmm, okay. And then looked at me and said, what do you want? And it was the first time I had had the confidence to say what I wanted. Wow. And I and I looked at him and I said, not that. And oh. I said, God gave me this for a reason. This is a precious gift. This is definitely something I'm not willing to just get rid of like an old couch. So she ended up talking to us a bit longer. We were going back and forth. What were his concerns? What were my concerns? And what options would be moving forward? And then before long, she left us with a film. She gave us a film. She also gave us some information. She told us to check out some websites, um, and she had give, she'd given us a lot of information, told us to look it over, and then she said, let me schedule another appointment with you before you go. Let's make sure it's a viable pregnancy, because sometimes health concerns are the reason women want to have an abortion. Let's make sure it's a viable pregnancy. We'll set up an ultrasound appointment so that you can see, and we can find out and make sure everything is okay, and then we'll talk again there. And so we took the movie. We were on our way home, and actually at the time, being struggling college students, we didn't even have a vehicle, so we had to walk about a mile to get home. Um, it was a bit snowy, so it was cold, and she saw us walking home, and she kind of pulled over and said, would you guys like a ride? How far are you? It was like someone from my church family would do something like that. Someone yeah. with a good heart would do that, but, yeah. you know, she pulled over, and, and that just made me feel even more comfortable with, with her, with the organization with a pregnancy service center. And I, I knew she was a good person after that. Uh-huh. I'm sure you did. So, yeah. 
That sounds very kind. Yeah. When we did get home, we did not watch the movie. We (laughs) had homework, so we did a little bit of homework. And then I laid in the bed, and I I asked him at the time, what if it's a boy? You know, because in my mind, it was kind of like all men want boys. So... So what if it's a boy? What if we? What if it's a junior? You know, and I was trying to think positive thoughts on it. And he said, no, I still don't want it. Hmm. And rolled over and went to sleep. So, and I remember it like it was yesterday, March 22nd, 2010. <laughs> it was hmm. the day of our ultrasound. We woke up. We had a car that was on the fritz. The car didn't start. So now I have to figure out how to get us to this ultrasound appointment, which is not in the same building. It's in their main building. Mm-hmm. I figured out how to catch the bus. We had to catch two buses, and then we had to walk for about a half a mile after we got off the bus. The entire time, he's yelling at me in the background, I can't believe you're doing this to me. This is ridiculous. The car not starting was a sign that we just shouldn't go through with this. And we finally get there. Now, mind you, the day before this, while we were laying in bed, it was the first time he positively acknowledged the fact that I was pregnant. He put his hands on my stomach and he said, I've never been to an ultrasound before. And I said, well, me neither. And he said, well, if it's twins, we got to keep it because that's just too cool. Nobody has twins. And I kind of rolled my eyes and and rolled over and went to sleep. So the whole time he's yelling at me on the way there. And I finally said something back. I put my hands on the doors. There were two French-style doors walking up to the building. I put my hands on the doors. And I looked up at the sky, and I said, God, whatever is in my belly, please multiply it right now. <laughs> and I flung the doors open, and they were there to greet me, and they, <laughs> and I just acted like nothing was wrong. And I said, hi, I'm Chrissy. I'm here for my appointment. They immediately grabbed us all by hand. Almost everybody came from the back offices and came up there to greet us, held our hands, bowed our heads, and we prayed again. And there was that feeling. There was that love. There was that comfort. There was exactly what I needed in that moment. We mm. prayed. That's great. Um, That's and then great. And we went back to the room. Well, kudos to the wonderful pregnancy center that you found. That's just really awesome. So, Absolutely. all right. Then what? <laughs> so then um, we have a little conversation. They asked what I wanted. We kind of reiterated the director had been called in at this point. And she came in and asked us more questions. And she says, okay, well, let's prepare for your ultrasound. And I said, okay. So it was, it was very low budget. I love this pregnancy service center. The room was the size of a closet. <laughs> <laughs> there was a bed. <laughs> there was a monitor right to my left. I could put my elbow up and touch the monitor. Uh-huh. Right to my right, there was the ultrasound tech. And he couldn't even sit on the sides of the bed. He was at the end of the bed on my, my, at my feet. And he was just kind of holding my feet. And immediately, uh, because of a lot of fears and past medical problems, uh, when she started to do the ultrasound, the first thing she says was, I don't think you're ready for this. And immediately I thought my baby died. Oh. Something happened. Something's wrong. And I started to cry. And she says, don't cry. And she says, I don't think you're ready for this. And I said, ready for what? And she said, there's twins in there. (laughs) And at this point, I'm bawling. (laughs) Of course, of course. Yeah. Wow. And I looked over at him, down at him, and and he puts his head down and shakes his head because he knows I do get a bit stubborn at times. And he goes, my big fat mouth. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and so I think from that point forward, he knew that you have an opinion, but that's your opinion. I have an opinion, and it's my option. This is this is it. And so after that, we went into the room to speak with the director, and she kind of already knew she knew. Um, we're actually really close friends now, but she said, I could look in your eyes and I could tell that, one, it was something that you were not going, you did not want to do, and two, at that moment, I knew it was something that you were not going to do. Uh, and that had meant so much to me wow. at that point. Someone who really believed in you and, and who was on your side. <laughs> hmm Absolutely. Well, we've got so a few more minutes. It. Let's round this out. I want to hear, did you ever watch that film that you talked about? So we did eventually watch the film. It wasn't a planned thing. As college students, we didn't have cable. When he went to school one day, I stayed home feeling sick. I actually just kind of used it as background noise while I was cleaning the house. The film had played through, and I realized I didn't watch it, so I played it again after the house was clean, and I had gotten really pulled in to one of the scenes. And it was where, so the film is Bella, it was where they were surrounding the table and Nina in the movie, uh, she was there and it wasn't her family, but uh, they, they bowed their heads to start to pray. And I, I bowed my head to start to pray with them in that moment because it had reminded me of home, family, you know, and, and what a family should be. And it also made me think at the moment, why would I not want to have such love? Why would I not want to be surrounded and start my own family? Right. Um, and so that, that scene meant a lot to me. To this day, I continue to tell people about that part because it just, it was, it hit so close to me. It pulled me in. I recently found out um, when I was speaking with Jason Jones that that scene wasn't even written into the movie. It just kind of happened that yeah. day. Oh, and Jason <laughs> Jason Jones is the producer of that film, Bella. Is that correct? Yes, he's the producer and the CEO of uh, Movie to Movement as well. Okay. Um, which produces those films. And I think that that's also with Ben Watson. Is that correct? Is he working with Ben Watson on his film? Yes. We just most recently released Divided Hearts of America in September. So that recently was released and that, and he was, Ben Watson was executive producer. Yeah. Jason Jones was a producer on that movie as well. Oh, so you've uh, kind of rubbed shoulders because of all of this with some very important people. I want to wrap this up a little bit here. The twins were born. Was it a, an yeah. easy delivery? It was not. <laughs> um, so the day of the birth, why well, I had actually been contracting for a day. It was about, I think it was about 16 hours. Um, the day of the birth, we had a lot of complications. Initially, I was six figure. I was 96 pounds the day I found out I was pregnant. I was 200 pounds the day I gave birth. So mm. throughout mm. the entire time, I was considered a high-risk pregnancy. They did not think I was going to make it full term, and they were fairly accurate about that. <laughs> mm. um, at 25 weeks, just before 26, I ended up going to the hospital, and they were trying to stop the contractions. So they gave me all kinds of things to stop the contractions and do all kinds of exercises, and nothing worked. They decided that they were going to give me something, and I magnesium, actually, to slow the contractions. And that was when I found out I was allergic to magnesium. So in the midst of this high pregnancy, continuing to contract, um, I found out I was allergic. We had a lot of complications after that. There was a lot of fluid. 
my heart had slowed. My One of the baby's heartbeats was very faint. We couldn't hear it for a really long time. And so the day that they walk into the room, they say, okay, well, we're going to do it today. We're having babies today. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just a lot going on. I had uh, my parents were in the room. The lady from the pregnancy service center, the director, she had come up to the hospital and she says, I have someone on the phone that wants to talk to you. Now, in the meantime, this entire time, she was telling Jason Jones and keeping him up to date on my pregnancy. And she <laughs> called him terrified and said, Chrissy's in the hospital. Her heart rate is tanking. She's not breathing. They gave her something she's allergic to. I was paralyzed from the neck down from the magnesium. It was every scary thing you could think of uh-huh. happened. <laughs> <laughs> but for God, yeah. Okay. And she put him on the phone with me. And at that point in time, he was on the set of another movie that he was doing, Crescendo. And they were recording that. And it just so happened that Eduardo, the actor from Bella, was in Crescendo as well. Yes. The whole set stopped. And they put me on speakerphone. And the whole set had come over. And apparently the cast of Desperate Housewives was there, too, on set. And so they all came over. And they all just started praying. They were holding hands and praying while I was on speakerphone. That is so awesome. And that's what I'm going to call a cloud of witnesses, you know, to go back to that, the people who were there for you. It's just Mm -hmm. a fabulous story, Chrissy. And I know there's much more to it. We'll have to have you back. But right now, I just want to thank you for sharing that and also for allowing our listeners to understand that this is what faith really is. It's trusting God in the hardest Mm -hmm. of times. Thank you so much for joining us, Chrissy, and thank you for joining us here at Choose Life Radio. I would love to get to know you. Sometimes it's really wonderful to get comments from people who are saying, this was a really good show. I really appreciated it. That really encourages us here. We need that encouragement and we need some funding. Let me just say it doesn't come free to be on all the stations that we're on. Go to our website, chooseliferadio.com for all the information. And don't forget to join me next week right here on Choose Life Radio. The preceding program was sponsored by the Choose Life Radio Network of Canton, Ohio.